Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. So as I've been talking about on this show and a lot of the conversations that are happening in the country is this this new era of politics that we live in. You know, we now live in this wild west of American politics with the, the vast introduction of, of mail-in ballots to a scale that we hadn't seen in, in prior elections since COVID and beyond. It, it's completely changed the dynamics of elections. I mean, we saw with the 22 midterms, Republicans got caught with their pants down because it's no longer about earning votes. It's about finding ballots. So the dynamics have changed. But even beyond that, you can look at places and states that are doing it right. Look at Florida. My state, I'm a little bit biased as a Floridian. I love this state. I think it's the best state in the country. But look at what we were able to do. We have a population of 22 million people and we were able to deliver results on election night. We had also been just recovering from a Category 4 hurricane. We were also facing another incoming hurricane as we went into Election Day. So why was Florida able to do it and make it seem so easy, yet it's hard for so many of these other states? And this is a really important issue as we move forward because we have to have faith in our elections. We need to know that they're being done right. We need to know that the people being elected truly are supposed to be there. And this is going to get more challenging because you look at the use of mail-in ballots, you look at the use of absentee ballots, it's all grown exponentially from 20% in 2004 to 69% in 2020. And we used to be able to call elections on election night. That used to be the norm. Look at presidential elections of the past. The Associated Press was able to call the 2012 presidential race for Barack Obama at 11.38 p.m. on election night. 
2016, the AP called the election for Donald Trump at 2.29 a.m. the next day after the election. But in 2020, with mail-in ballots, the AP didn't call the race until 11.26 a.m. Eastern, November 7th, four days after the election. And you look at in the midterms how long it has taken to count the votes in some of these states. So we're going to talk to the guy who, who is in charge of Florida's elections about what Florida does to get things right. We've recently made changes as a state uh, looking at things, strengthening laws on things like drop boxes. Now they must be monitored in person by election workers. We're going to talk about that. Also, Republicans created a new elections investigations unit as well among the first of the kind in its nation to ensure that people are doing the right thing and voting. So we're going to talk to the guy who's leading the charge in a state that's doing it right. Maybe some of the other states will learn. And that conversation is going to be with Secretary of State Cord Byrd. He was appointed by Governor Ron DeSantis as Florida's 37th Secretary of State. And he has spent his life fighting for the Constitution, individual liberty, economic freedom, limited government. So he wants to make sure that our elections are done right, that, that people have integrity in our elections. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And maybe, just maybe, it'll be a blueprint for some of these other states that can't seem to figure it out. I'm looking at you, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and we'll all learn a lot together. Thank you so much for joining the show. I'm a Floridian, so it's awesome to have you on. We live in the best state, so thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Lisa. And yes, you're right. The uh, Sunshine State's leading the way. It really is on everything, including elections. And, And this was really underscored on election night when we were able to count our ballots, our votes, in a state of 22 million people when all these other states could not. So why is it so easy for Florida and so hard for everyone else? Sure. I mean, it all begins with uh, putting the right uh, laws in place with the legislature and the governor. I mean, going back to 2000, we, we learned our lesson. And you know, during every cycle, uh, we continue to improve upon our laws. No matter how well we do, we continue to do better. So, for example, um, we start canvassing votes, which for, for your listeners who may not know, that means counting the uh, vote by mail and the, and the early votes 22 days prior to election. Election day, we start the supervisors can start counting those votes. So on election night, that very first number that comes out within minutes of the polls closing is your early and vote by mail. And then we have strict standards in place that every for every first uh, 45 minutes and then thereafter every 30 minutes, they have to report the election day results as the precincts are reporting. So we don't give them the leeway to just say, hey, you've got multiple days to count. We require them to get their their count in that night. Well, and, and obviously you mentioned the Gore versus Bush controversy. I think it was almost 22 years ago. Or it was 22 years ago. You know, talk about you had mentioned that Florida made changes. Talk about some of the changes that were made after that. And, and the continued strengthening of our laws here in Florida. Sure. So I was actually in Palm Beach County in 2000, still have my sample uh, butterfly ballot with the hanging chad, pregnant chad, the whole nine yards. And so after that, because we had multiple different voting systems in place in Florida at that time, the state decided that at the state level, we were going to certify any voting system. So I have my own team of experts before anybody can bring a voting system into Florida to be used at the county level. Uh, we require that to be 
certified by the state so that all of the counties are on the same standards. So that's one of the important things. Um, I ran legislation when I was in the state house that says that the paper ballot is the best evidence of voter intent. So we use paper ballots in Florida, even though they're tabulated by a machine, there's a, a voter marking a piece of paper uh, on, on their vote. We have uh, strict on vote by mail, uh, strict requirements that anybody that's uh, matching the signatures that they undergo training. We have um, an open process, so whether it's the logic and accuracy testing, so that's the before all, before the election cycle starts, uh, the public can come in and, and look at the machines and, uh, and see that the counts are at zero and that they're working properly. Through the canvassing process, the public can come in and watch. On election night, the public can come in and watch. So we're always trying to balance access with integrity, and that's led to... Um, the, the gold standard that we are today. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of concerns that uh, mail-in ballots are more susceptible to fraud. Uh, what's your what are your thoughts on that? Sure. And there and that goes back even to the, the Baker Carter report in 2005, which was the bipartisan um, commission that looked at voting in the United States. And even in that report, they said that mail in voting is the most susceptible to fraud. Um, it is a popular method of voting in Florida. So uh, on, a, uh, on this last election, we had about a third vote by mail, a third early vote and a third on Election Day. Uh, so we have as many safeguards in place as, uh, as I think we can. Um, on mail-in voting, we banned ballot harvesting. So what you see in Nevada and California, that's illegal in Florida. Um, and then I'm required, uh, my office is required uh, before the next legislative session in 2023 to provide a report on how to add additional safeguards to vote by mail uh, to um, just once again to increase uh, integrity and security. Well, and I think that's important to continue learning, too, because, you know, for instance, on mail-in ballots, you know, how much of an increase have we seen since COVID in terms of the use of that? So it seems to make sense that as things change, you know, we're adapting and, and making sure that our laws are, are meeting, you know, today's world. No, you're exactly right. And there are a lot of people, for example, um, in, in this past race or this past election, and we don't in Florida, you have to request a ballot. So unlike other states that just mail a, go ahead and mail a ballot to every single voter on the voter roll, we do not do that. You have to request it. And it was on a two-year cycle. So we had many people during COVID request one, but then vote by or in person this last election. So we had about, a, there have been some reports that, oh, there's a, there's a million mail-out ballots that weren't returned. And that's true because those people, while in, during COVID, they voted by mail, they then reverted back to their normal pattern of voting in person this time. And last legislative session, we've now gone to the request being for every two cycles to every cycle. You have to request the mail, the, the mail in ballot. So that's an additional safeguard that we've put in place. And talk a little bit about. So there were additional measures uh, that were enacted in 2021, right? Like strengthening uh, things like drop boxes, having to be monitored by person, by an election worker. Can you talk about some of those changes that were made? And then the new election integrity unit. Sure, absolutely. So we've uh, in Florida, we now call them uh, secure ballot intake stations, but they were formerly known as drop boxes. And and the difference being the drop box connotates they can be put on a you know on a corner somewhere and nobody watches it. Where the 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 ballot intake stations have to be monitored uh, by a, an election worker. Um, and and I went to every, all sixty seven counties uh, after I was appointed by the governor and visited with every single supervisor of elections and, and looked at their operations. Many of them have. 
two people watching because there's a $25,000 fine in place to the supervisor personally if they don't or if they leave that box unmonitored. Um, because some people are not trustful of the Postal Service. They like the convenience of the box. So once again, that's one of those measures where we're trying to to um, balance convenience with integrity. And I think we've struck the right balance there. I mean, Secretary, I'm not going to lie. If I was faced with a $25,000 fine, I think I would be running a tight ship as well. So exactly. <laughs> that's, exactly. A lot of, that's a lot of cash. I feel like we're in this weird place as a, as a country because of obviously mail-in ballots and absentee ballots growing so substantially since COVID. I, I mean, for instance, I think they've grown from 20 percent in 2004 to 69 percent in 2020 in the country, you know, nationally. Not sure what 2022 is going to ultimately look like. Uh, you know, what are your recommendations for some of these other states? Because obviously we don't have results on election night and we have to wait you know, a week plus to get results. It really just undermines faith in the election process at large. It does. And I think the, the number one thing they, that other states can do and should do is uh, start canvassing their vote by mail and early votes earlier. So just like Florida, follow our model and example, uh, because the longer this goes on, it, it breeds distrust. It allows for people to, to call into question uh, the integrity of the election. And, and that really is an easy chain, change. And, you know, people go, well, what, do, you know, what happens if somebody releases the uh, those results ahead of time? I mean, only the SOE should have the supervisor of election should have those numbers. And we make it a felony in Florida if you are to release those numbers ahead of time. And we've never had that happen where those numbers got out. Um, before before election night. Uh, so I think that's the, the number one thing they could do. And also we have in Florida, our supervisors of election are they're, they're um, independently elected constitutional officers. They're, per, they're professionals. They're accountable to the people. Where in other states, they don't have that model. And it's just another job that maybe uh, you know, the city manager or a county clerk has in addition to all of their other duties is every two or four years, they, they, they're in charge of an election. That's not their full-time job. And I think that's another difference that Florida has in place, that we have people who their, their entire job all year round, all they're dedicated to doing is making sure that they can get election results on election night. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely, you know, and it's crazy, too, because you can go back and, and look at elections in previous election cycles and, you know, Associated Press called the 2020 or the 2012 presidential race for Obama at 11.38 p.m. on election night 2016. The AP called the election for Donald Trump at 2.20 or 2.29 uh, the day after the election. And then in 2020, with mail-in ballots, the AP didn't call the race until 11.26 a.m. Uh, November 7th, four days after the election, is it, you know, I mean, Florida makes it look so easy in terms, I know it's not, I know you've got a big job and you, you work very hard to make sure the elections are efficient and done with integrity, but is it is it that they just don't care in some of these other states? It's, it's just hard to imagine that there are easy changes that could be made, yet no one seems to care to make them. It really starts with the legislatures, and that's what I would encourage people to contact their state representative and state senator, because they have the constitutional authority to do this. And, you know, you mentioned we, we make it look easy, and, and I'm glad it looks that way because we do put a lot of time into it. You got to remember, we had a we had a major Category Four plus hurricane hit uh, a month prior to the election, and we had another one uh, hit the day after the election, and we were still able to do this. So I, I think the, our our results speak for themselves, and and I've offered my services to any other state that's interested. Uh, more than happy to help them walk through Florida's laws and and what they can do because. Um, it, it really isn't acceptable, uh, and especially in these midterm and, and, and presidential races. I mean, it, it matters 
to Floridians what happens in these races in other states, and, and it undermines our confidence in, in those results when they can't do what we do. Well, and it also, like, you look at a midterm election, and if it was this messy this past midterm cycle, then what is it going to be for the presidential election when you have more people turning out in these states? You know, if they, if they can't handle it for a midterm election, then, you know, we're really going to have confidence eroded in the upcoming presidential election if they don't get their acts together. Well, that's it. And I, I went and looked at uh, Arizona's laws and they, they do have some changes coming for 24. So it should improve some in Arizona uh, with some of the additional changes they're making. Um, but it's going to take citizens in those states where they may not, that they still have ballot harvesting to adapt until uh, their their legislatures make those changes. They're going to have to adapt to those rules and and fight on that that same playing field, even if they find that policy personally distasteful. That's what it's going to take to to um, to win these races. Quick break. More on election integrity. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. 
GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. And talk about the concerns with ballot harvesting and why Florida bans it. You know, how can it be exploited? What's the concern there? And, and why don't we have it? Well, it's a great question. And I mean, when you hear in these other states, I mean, you can you can show up to the polling place with hundreds of ballots. And the, the problem with vote by mail is that it's, it's unsupervised voting and it's it, it's subject. And these are my words. This is coming out of the Baker Carter report. This is it, it's subject to intimidation and coercion. Um, sometimes people are paid for their vote by mail ballots. And so it uh, when, when somebody walks in with hundreds of ballots or you hear these stories of individuals going through apartment complexes and asking, you know, knocking on doors and asking them to turn in their ballots, uh, that becomes a problem whether or not those people are truly um, casting those votes and uh, and, uh, and and following the right procedure. So we had that problem in Florida. We've banned it. We still allow for someone, if, you, if you're if you a family member um, and you live with your grandparents and you, you can take their ballots to the polling place. So we have a very prescribed law on how, who can be in possession of someone else's ballots, but it's very narrow and unlike Nevada and California. Well, and I think, you know, I try to look at everything, Secretary, from just like a common sense standpoint and lens. And if you look at, you know, ballot harvesting, it's like, the likelihood of it touching more hands, chain of custody concerns, and then that just introduces, obviously, the possibility of fraud when, you know, you're, you're giving your ballot to someone you don't really know. You know, like, who knows what they're going to do with it? Well, that's it. Um, I, you know, that's a problem with, the, you know, that the people have had concerns about the drop boxes when there's some of the videos and people walking up with, with multiple ballots. Um, you know, it, the governor, um, Governor DeSantis, has been very clear that uh, he wanted, you know, ballot harvesting banned and some of these other rules tightened up and the legislature responded. And uh, that's why you know, we're the gold standard. I actually think this is like an incredibly important issue, too, because I mean, you look at just the country as a whole. Uh, you know, there's a loss of faith in every institution from, you know, the media to our government to, you know, essentially everything. And so for people to be able to trust that their vote counted, that the elections were done with integrity, that the people who are elected are the people that should be elected, I think is paramount to, you know, to having a thriving uh, republic. It, it is. And, and you're exactly right. And I'm glad you called it a republic because that's what it is. We're a republic that uses democratic processes to elect our representatives. And uh, if we lose faith in that institution, then I, I don't know that any of the others matter. Uh, so we have to get this right. And the encouraging thing is, and this is what I would tell people in other states, we have so many Floridians who have become involved in the process. And I started uh, you know, over 25 years ago as a poll watcher. Uh, and so it takes citizens becoming involved and active in the process. And, and and that helps because the more people we have watching, the more people we have reporting. And we do have, I, I mean, I was getting text messages all day long from people that would see things or have concerns and we would look into it. I would call a supervisor. Uh, my, my team would call out. And, and that's what it's going to take to to rebuild that trust. Um, but I think Florida has set the example and we can get back to a, an election system that, that every American can trust. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I do think that, uh, you know, a lot of times Sometimes we look to like the federal government or we look to or elected officials when a lot of times, you know, we can 
we need to take steps our, ourselves to try to, to change things from the bottom up. So I like the fact you mentioned, you know, you can sign up to be a poll watcher, you can get involved to ensure that there's integrity in your elections. You know, talk about some of those steps that citizens can take if they're like, you know what, I'm sick of the process. I want to step up. I want to make sure that things are done right in my state. What are some things that people can do to sort of step up to the plate and to try to change things on their own, obviously from a legal standpoint, but you know, what are some things that people can do? Sure. Well, once again, you know, I mentioned being a poll watcher, but being a poll worker, um, I, I talked to several people around the state uh, when I would go visit supervisors and meet citizens and talk to them and who were skeptical of, of what happened in 2020, had concerns, and they actually became a poll worker, meaning they, they work for the county during the election cycle. And then they said be, once they got to see it behind the scenes and saw the, the safety measures in place, the, the chain of custody, what the supervisor of elections was doing, it gave built confidence in them. And then they go out and tell their friends, their neighbors, their the, the people they go to church with. And it's that kind of that, that organic system building up and citizens taking responsibility for their own government uh, because it does it requires active participation. This notion that we can sit back and then be governed by other people and then just complain when things go wrong. Um, that That's not the way this is supposed to work. Yeah. And I really think, you know, obviously there's a lot of concerns about the, the country as a whole, but it's going to take each of us to, you know, step up to the plate to try to redirect this country and to right the ship because the Biden administration is not going to do it. So, and, and apparently in a lot of these states, you know, like Pennsylvania, they're not going to do it either. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, some people have been calling, oh, we need, to, we need to federalize or nationalize elections. We need one standard. And I think that's a terrible idea. Um, you know, not much good comes out of Washington, D.C. when they get involved. And so, as frustrating as it is to watch other states not get it right, I think the, the solution is to put pressure on the state legislatures in those states and the citizens in those states to step up and to say we're going to turn this over to Washington because I just think that would be a, a, a monumental uh, failure. I think this, the founders got it right when they said it's the, the state legislatures that are to determine the time, place and manner of elections. And you mentioned the desire to federalize elections, which has been, uh, you know, H.R. 1. It was a top priority for Democrats to try to do that. What would that do to elections? You know, kind of talk through that a little bit, sort of, you know, gaming through what that could do to a country and and what that would do to to elections. I mean, obviously it federalizes it, but just kind of walk us through what that means. Right. I mean, you just talk about building distrust and and. I mean, there's just there's not much good that comes out of Washington these days and in, in the in the gridlock um, and their their inefficiencies. And quite frankly, the, the privacy issues of having one centralized database with uh, 330 million Americans and, uh, you know, in one place and uh, all that centralized data and information. And knowing that that would lead to uh, electing the most powerful person in the world, the president of the United States. I mean, you talk about uh, corruption and distrust. I, I can't think of any any greater prize for someone to want to infiltrate and to take advantage of that, which is why having it diffused amongst the 50 states. And then even in Florida, I mean, one of our strengths is that. Even within our laws, all 67 counties can do it a little differently. We've got Miami-Dade with a million and a half voters, our largest county, and then Liberty County with about 4,500. They do things a little differently to match the needs of their counties. But you would have to know how every all 67 are doing it to hack the system. If it was federalized, you would have to hack one system to get the, the keys to the kingdom. And that, that's why it's such a terrible idea. Which they did tell us with the federal elections in 2016 that they couldn't be hacked because they were decentralized. But then, then it, but then it was Russia stole the election. So, 
but anyways, that's another exactly. conversation. Yes. That's, that's another. Yes. <laughs> and listen, there, there are bad actors trying to, I mean, they, they're constantly trying to probe our systems and um, that's not just Florida, but other states. I mean, so there are, there are bad actors uh, internationally that are trying to do bad things in our elections. Um, but we have uh, great security measures in place here to prevent that. You know, Secretary, is there anything I'm missing from this conversation? Any important points that you want the listeners to know that we haven't touched on? Um, I think the key is really is, is getting involved and participating. Being, you know, I, I, I say this everywhere I, I, I speak. You know, citizenship requires active participation, and it's not enough just to to complain or yell at the TV, yell at the radio. They uh, they need to, uh, to need to volunteer for a campaign, volunteer for an SOE's office, uh, volunteer or, or become a candidate yourself. Um, so we're getting it right in Florida. Look to our model. Um, I'll, I'll help anybody, anywhere, anytime to, to get so they get their elections right. Secretary Byrd, I love our state. We live in the freest, uh, the best state in the entire nation. And again, we lead on another issue, which is what uh, Florida does. So I appreciate what you do to keep it in election integrity uh, to the state. And uh, thank you for the job that you do. Thank you, Lisa, for the opportunity to, to talk to you and, and your listeners and uh, get, the, get good information out to them. interesting conversation. I just wanted to, you know, look, Florida has been able to do it right. So why can't everyone else? So I I wanted to hear from our top election guy about what we're doing different and why it's different uh, for you guys at home and for myself, too. So I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting this show together every Monday and Thursday. But you can listen throughout the week. Uh, Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Give us a, a rating. As well, I love reading those and and seeing that. So thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.